I just can't help it. I was thinking license and registration like made me think of a cop coming and pull you over. Please, well, that was the whole idea. Was that the whole point? Yeah. <laughs> Great. Perfect. I have a terrible awesome. sense of humor. <laughs> well, hey, everybody. Welcome to Copyright Matters. This is episode three. We're calling this one license and registration. Uh, we're going to be covering issues of licensing of music and how to get licenses to be able to use music. We're going to look at it from two perspectives. We're going to look at it from the perspective of being a church and getting licenses. And we'll also look at it from the perspective of being an artist and registering your music with licensing companies. So you can see kind of both sides of the thing. So before we start, though, we have to uh, point out that we are not lawyers or experts in U.S. copyright law. So you should not take uh, anything that we uh, discuss here on the podcast as legal advice. We have created the podcast to start a conversation about issues regarding copyright and how they affect churches. And we do our best to make sure that everything we talk about here is as accurate as possible. But we can't take responsibility for this being actual legal advice. So if you need specific legal advice about any issues relating to copyright, you should contact a licensed attorney who specializes in copyright law. And if you need help finding someone, you can always uh, send us a message and we'll help to link you to the to the right person. And if you hear anything in this that you think maybe is incorrect or uh, vague or something that we need to... Uh, work on, just send us a message and we would love to hear from you. So one of the other things uh, that's kind of exciting about this particular episode is this is our first feedback episode. Oh yeah, cool. Uh, So let's talk about what exactly a music license is. And it's essentially just like any other license, a hunting license, a fishing license, a driver's license. It's basically just permission to do something, in this case, to use music. Mm. Because as we've talked about before, you know, music is essentially copyrighted as soon as you create it. When copyright refers to ownership, the music belongs to somebody. So the license is what gives you permission to then utilize something that belongs to somebody else. So it's kind of like uh, yeah. if you had a car, you know, the car belongs mm-hmm. to you, and licensing is like getting permission to use somebody else's car. Yeah. You can't just like go cool. to take someone's keys and be like, I'm taking the car, and taken off with it because right. the car belongs to somebody. Right. So before we get too far into licensing, the first thing we really need to talk about, though, is fair use. This is a question that's come up a couple of times over the past month that people want to know what is fair use because fair use does not require a license. Fair use can only be used in very specific situations. Sure. It has nothing to do with whether or not you're making money off of anything. Uh, It has nothing to do with the medium, like whether it's a podcast or a Mm -hmm. live performance. So, Matt, for those that are listening that don't have any idea what fair use is, what what is fair use? What what does that even mean? Fair use is primarily for education. Well, let's let's use an example. Let's say you're at a music Mm -hmm. school and you wanted to discuss Beethoven's Fifth Symphony. The idea of fair mm-hmm. use, now let's assume, of course, that the, that uh, symphony was still under copyright and it was still mm-hmm. protected. Fair use allows a school to be able to conduct a class and to use excerpts from that music to then talk about and learn about that music. Now, normally okay. you would need a license to be able to play the music, perform the music, all the normal sure. stuff that you would normally need. So in other words, you can't just say, well, it's fair use because I'm not getting paid for whatever usage that I'm using. So for example, a lot of people who do podcasts 
like to use commercial music. And just because you're not getting okay. paid to do a podcast does not mean it qualifies as fair use. So it's gotcha. not about the money. It's about what you're doing with the music that matters. Right. Okay. So if you were doing a podcast where you talked about a piece of music, let's say, How Great Is Our God, and you wanted to break that song down and you wanted to educate people about it, that would fall into the fair use mm -hmm. usage. Right. You're, common, you're having commentary about the music that you're using. Mm -hmm. And there are other criteria that you also have to follow. For example, you can't play the whole thing all at once. What I'm hearing you saying is it's like a really big part of it is for educational. Is there any other way that people might kind of try to use fair use in a, in a like for churches? I'm going to, you know, I'm not going to print the music. I'm not going to, uh, you know, make a recording. But is there any kind of what's the typical, I guess, like thing that churches kind of hide under saying uh, we're using fair use but what where's the dangers that people fall into the dangers if you will is the fact that you're not actually commenting on the music typically a church mm -hmm. says well i'm not we're, we don't charge people to come to our church so we just want to perform the music and lead worship well that's okay. that's not fair use at all you're not using it in the manner that fair use exists for okay now, so parameters is educational exclusively is what yes, you're saying? Yes, If it's exactly. not being educational, then it, then it doesn't fit. Okay. That's wow. correct. Yes. I, I wonder how many people don't realize that. That's a, that's a really huge thing. From the, from the feedback that I've gotten, a, a, a not insignificant amount of people. So, so tell me real quick then, let's say, you know, these artists, there's a bunch of independent artists, signed artists that are putting these videos out on YouTube and you know, they're singing other people's songs and all this kind of stuff. They're not putting lyrics in, or but they're just singing that. And they're, you know, is that is that a place of danger, or where does where does that fall in? Is that just the bulk of that is a violation of copyright. Mm -hmm. YouTube does create uh, an opportunity for the owner of a copyright to say, "I want this taken down." And related to that, uh, interestingly, is an idea that has been floating around the internet that if you don't enforce your copyright, you lose your copyright. And that is not true. Interesting. Yeah, that's interesting. So there if are some people. If you don't enforce it, you lose it? Yeah, some people have uh, floated that idea that uh, because many, especially in regard to churches, that if you don't enforce copyright of the music, you essentially lose your copyright. And so people don't need permission. And that's not true. Um, just because people, mm. in other words, just because people are doing things they shouldn't be doing and not getting in trouble for it doesn't make right. it okay. And I think there's an illusion yeah. on places like YouTube where you see a lot of that yeah. kind of stuff going on. Mm. So it creates the impression that, oh, I guess it sure. must be okay. No, it isn't. Right. And that comes back to our, our very first podcast when we talk about the whole heart and integrity kind of element of of copywriting and all this stuff do it because it's the right thing to do you want to be supporting the artists and the only way you're going to support the people who are creating this music is mm -hmm. to do things the right way and it's it's just not a hard thing to do it's it's so easy to do things sure. the right way that there just really isn't an excuse from mm -hmm. a practical perspective or from a moral perspective to say oh there's not a huge burden to do it the right yeah. way and you can find, you know, the various descriptions of fair use on the internet and to learn more about it. But that's just kind of an overview of how fair use works. Cool. That's huge, man. So anything that doesn't fall under fair use, you need a license for. 
So should we maybe jump into the different type of licenses? And yeah. A license is what allows you to be able to do something with music that you don't own. Now, here's the thing with licenses is that if you create your own music, and some churches do, some churches mm-hmm. uh, do almost exclusively the their own music, music that they write. They don't need a license for using any of the mm-hmm. using any of that music. It belongs to them, so they can do whatever they want with mm-hmm. it. But the vast yeah. majority of churches do not fit under that category. Most churches are using music that belongs to other people, so you do need to get oh, for sure. you do need to get a license to be able to utilize that music um, in the way that yeah. most churches nowadays are utilizing it, which yeah. is putting the lyrics either on a piece of paper in a handout, a bulletin, so they're often called, or whether they want to project mm-hmm. the lyrics up onto a screen. If you want to make copies of charts, you need to get permission to do that because you can't make photocopies of copyrighted material. So you, these churches mm-hmm. still need licenses, generally speaking. Several of them. Because a lot of churches, I think, they think, okay, I registered with CCLI, my church is covered under this one license, but they don't realize that there's a whole bunch of other things that they need to be covered in. And we'll cover mm-hmm. some of the, the the most needed licenses just a little bit. Okay. So how do you get a license? Well, you can get a license to, directly from the copyright owner, which is usually the band or songwriter. We've had to do that before, uh, where the music was not licensed with a licensing company, so we needed yeah. to go directly to the band or songwriter to get permission, and you can do that. And the copyright owner can request anything they want. It's their music. It's like you know, borrowing somebody's car. Mm-hmm. They can tell you, fine, take the car, but I don't want you to drive it on the freeway or whatever. Right. It's their car. They can request whatever they want. The most common request that we've received from copyright owners is, please don't stream this or make a recording of it and post it to your church's website. Uh, We have yet to receive a request from a copyright owner for money. No one has ever asked for that. The other place you can get permission is to contact the publisher or copyright administrator. Now, depending on the arrangement, and by arrangement, I don't mean musical arrangement. I mean the legal agreement that a band has with their publisher You may have no choice but to go to the publisher. They may not uh, allow the copyright owner to give permission. So you may have to go to a publisher or copyright administrator to get a license. The three largest Christian music publishers right now are Sony ATV Records, Capital CMG, that's Capital Christian Music Group, and Bethel. Those three Mm. are really the ones who are producing the most amount of Christian music right now. And the only reason that Bethel is, is... separate in there is that they do not work with the larger publishing companies. They they self-publish. Yeah. And I mean, when you say Sony and Capital, that's because, you know, some of these other companies, Integrity and Centricity, those guys are underneath these bigger companies. That's correct. Right. Yeah. For example, Hillsong um, does all their music through Capital CMG, so they don't actually right. have to deal with any of the licensing themselves. And and it makes sense. You know, they do, they're a very big church that does a lot of stuff and they don't want to have to deal with this so they right. they have a they have capital CMG do their publishing for them. One of the other places you can get a, a license from is a performance rights organization. Now, remembering that churches don't have to get performance rights for using music in service, this generally doesn't come up for most churches. But let's say you wanted to put on a concert. Well, that falls mm-hmm. outside the yeah. Title Seventeen exemption for churches. So now you do need to get performance rights because this is not a church service anymore. This is a concert. It's something else entirely. So now you do need yeah. performance rights. And the three primary performance rights organizations are CSAC, BMI, and ASCAP. And I believe you, Sean, are you're associated with ASCAP, isn't that right? 
Mm-hmm. Yep. You're signed with Absolutely. them. Absolutely. What was your experience while working with ASCAP? ASCAP is really easy, man. I had, you know, a really uh, a well placement on radio for one of the songs that I had, and I wasn't signed up with ASCAP at the time. And that was a bummer. That was a misfortune because there was a lot of movement, and I was too late. And then later on, by the time I got in, we were too far down the road to be able to go back and collect and find some of that stuff. So just one thing, just to mention about that, Matt, um, we talked about this before about, you know, BMI and ASCAP is really easy for you to sign up. You just go online, you pay a little fee. It's like 50 bucks Mm -hmm. and you're part of the the team. Uh, But for CSAC, it doesn't work that way. You actually have to be uh, invited into uh, to their company. And And like we said, these are performance rights organizations. So most of most people only need to register their music with CCLI or a similar organization because the vast majority of Christian music is only being used in church. It's not being right. used in concert or being broadcast yep. on the radio. Once you get into yep. that uh, environment, uh, it's something else entirely. Exactly. And then the last place that you can get uh, a license from is a licensing company, and that is what CCLI is. And I know we talk a lot about CCLI, and the reason I always mention it is just that they are the largest and most well-known of the licensing companies. But there are uh, at least two others that are fairly decently sized. Uh, one is called OneLicense.net, and the other one is Church Copyright Solutions. All three of these organizations have various licenses that you can purchase for being able to, for example, broadcast the music throughout your church. So let's say that you are a fairly large, let's say medium-sized to large church, and you have a coffee shop, and you've got... Uh, maybe a lounge, and you want to play music in those spaces. Well, that's a form of broadcast, and you will need to have permission to do that. Now, not every artist is signed uh, or registers all their music with all three of these. So you do need to check with each one to see whether or not the Mm -hmm. artists have their music licensed through which organization. And CCLI, again, is the largest. Most everything is going to be covered under CCLI. Yeah. So let's talk about some of the licenses you can get. There are three primary licenses that you will encounter with CCLI. Now, that is not to say that they don't have more. They have plenty of other licenses that they offer. These are just the three that you're going to encounter most of the time. The first is the church copyright license, which is CCL. Now, your CCL license, oh, and by the way, I do realize that to say CCL license is just to say church copyright license license, and that's silly, but I can't figure any other way of saying it. But your CCL license covers the photocopying of the intellectual property. That would be the written out version of the charts, uh, whether it's a notated version or whether it's a guitar chart. So long as you get your intellectual property, which is the music, as long as you obtain it legally, you can, under your CCL license, make photocopies of that for your band to rehearse from to perform from, and also to project the lyrics, which is protected under copyright. That does, those lyrics do belong to somebody to project Mm -hmm. those lyrics onto the screen or to print them in a bulletin. So that CCL license is the one that most people are familiar with. The second license that you're likely to encounter through CCLI is the rehearse license. And the rehearse license Mm -hmm. is meant for sharing the audio recording. So if you want to post this music to a website like Planning Center, you are making a copy of the original, and that's what the rehearse license Mm -hmm. is all about. The one 
major thing to know about the rehearse license is that it is explicitly restricted to rehearsal only. In other words, you cannot put it up there and then have your people downloading it onto their iPod and listening to it or downloading it to their phone and listening to it in the car because it's fun. If you want to own the music, you need to go and buy it. The purpose of the rehearse license is exactly like it says in the name. It's for rehearsal only. I'm just, I'm just smiling because I remember this is such a this is such an interesting piece of, of the puzzle because, you know, you, you say you have, you know, 50, 100 people, whatever, on Planning Center and you got all of your check-in, your children's, everybody's on there and they're like, oh, I'm just going to browse through the music and I'm just going to go pull whatever music I want because I want to I want to listen to those songs in my car that don't really realize that, that license right there is is not for that purpose, but it is for the band to be able to rehearse. So it's interesting. We've seen that happen before. And then the thing to remember is that these licensing companies don't license individuals. These licenses go to the church. So this is an important, if you're right. a, a worship pastor or a worship leader, you need to understand that your response, your church is responsible. So it, it is important as a worship pastor and a worship leader to make sure that you are protecting the ministry that you are shepherding. And the third license that uh, you will encounter from CCLI is the stream license. And just like what you would imagine it is, it's for streaming music online. So if you do a live stream or whatnot, uh, what have you, the stream license covers that because that's a form of broadcasting. Uh, mm. And so the stream license uh, covers that. So those are the three licenses that are the most common that you can get through CCLI. Now, they do have other licenses that they uh, offer for different purposes. And you can go to their website and, and find those. You can also call them and find out what other licenses they have. But those are the three mm -hmm. most commonly used licenses through CCLI that you will encounter on a regular basis. So let's look Similar. at uh, church copyright solutions. Uh, they have okay. what they call their Perform Music License. Uh, this, is okay. this is a license primarily for performance. And that also includes okay. uh, doing hold music and having the music played in the lobby or in a coffee shop or any of that sort of thing. Okay. So CCS can be very convenient if you're the kind of church that has those facilities. The other license that CCS puts front and center on their website is also their WorshipCast license. And that is essentially the same as the Stream license that CCLI offers. So you okay. can choose between different companies depending on what your needs are and what the different companies offer. And the third yeah. one that you find on uh, CCS is their bundle license, which is actually both of those licenses together. So these these companies are just like BMI and ASCAP. It's like Coke and Pepsi. It's really kind of just pick blue or red kind of thing. Essentially, or yeah. Is, that, uh, it depends right. on the kind of music that your church is involved with and which music each of these companies licenses. Because not every publisher and every copyright owner is going to be licensed with all of these companies. So you have to figure out yeah. what it is that you are looking for and which one fits yeah. your needs best. Like if you're doing yeah. a lot of Hillsong music or you're doing a lot of contemporary Christian music, CCLI is really going to be kind of your go-to company to get it from. Which brings us to OneLicense.net. And they kind of pick up a lot of the non-contemporary Christian music. They pick up a lot of the sort of anthem music that is used in some more traditional churches. So if you want to be able to reprint music or to be able to perform that music in concert, OneLicense.net is a company that you are probably going to want to take a look into. And they have mm. uh, a reprint license that is essentially the same as the CCL license, which is to reprint the lyrics. Uh, they have an event license. 
so that's for performances. They also have a practice track license, which is similar to the rehearse license, as well as a podcast license, which is similar to the streaming licenses in, from both of the other companies. So these are really more complementary than they are in competition with one another. That's cool, man. I didn't realize all of that about those different companies. That's really clear, man. So the last piece of this pie is the registration portion of this. And we kind of talked about this a little bit already in that not every artist registers their music with every licensing company. So you do need to find out from the various places that you could potentially get your licenses from. You need to make sure that the music that you want to use is registered with those companies. You can't just assume that it is. Absolutely. Okay, so I think we've kind of covered everything that we needed to cover on license and registration. And uh, yeah. if anybody has any questions for us, uh, you want to know more about this and how to do this, you can tweet to us at 0 to 60 Music. You can visit the 0 to 60 Music Services Facebook page. You can send an email to copyrightmatters at 0 to 60 musicservicescom or visit the website at www.0 to 60 musicservicescom And uh, we look forward to talking to you again in the next episode. Thanks.